Rebecca Meyer from Insightful, Connect- Insightful Connections. And I am Michelle Price, the light worker. Welcome to the podcast, Bex, episode two. Oh, this is exciting. Isn't it exciting? <laughs> um, it's nice to be back. And uh, yes, we are sort of starting from the beginning with episode two. So episode one um, out on the 15th of October. Um, this we're on airing the following week. So we do record in advance, Rebecca and I. So, you know, that's just so that we have enough episodes in our little uh, repertoire to uh, wheel them out as we go along. So welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Welcome. It's good too, because it means I get to practice a bit more of this um, journalistic nature. Yeah. (laughs) It's walking out on a limb a little bit sometimes, isn't it? It is. It is. Taking a leap of faith. Yeah. (laughs) So today our mission is to get you to learn something. And today... I'll be drawing a card, which um, I have just actually done as I was talking with Michelle before. Amazing. And I drew an affirmation card, which is there is a stream of love supporting my dreams, which we will put up on the podcast as well. Amazing. And uh, the actual card itself that I drew is the Spirit Messages Oracle deck from John Holland. And it's the forgiveness card and holding on to resentment and anger um, is preventing or even suffocating your spiritual growth resentment is one of the strongest and most damaging of human emotions the act of forgiveness in its own right is equally incredibly powerful and it has the capacity to heal and transform uh, and i think that actually molds in well with today's session it does. yeah that is bang on bang on beck what a great card. Love those decks. So we do try to, you know, do a little bit of uh, lifting up, I guess. Uh, Rebecca and I, our intention is to make you feel maybe better, uh, maybe give you some answers that you might be looking for. You know, this is just a couple of girls having a chat, really. You know, we're not experts in any particular area. We're a bit of a jack of all trades, both of us, really. So uh, the theme for today, Beck, is uh, we're focusing on those people who do try to go alone and uh, maybe... You know, some of the pitfalls of that uh, when we do that, when we don't ask for help and that sort of thing. So I felt like this was a good one for people who kind of run their own businesses and uh, both of us are doing that. So it might be good to have a little bit of a chat about that today. And Becca, you're uh, sponsoring today. Yes, today's show is brought to you by my business, Insightful Connections. Managed to get the name right that time. Hooray! Uh, <laughs> so I'm a Reiki Master Healer and member of the Energy Therapies Association. I do intuitive readings and which I've been uh, doing intuitively since my teens. Uh, I'm also support care services and have different little things from now time to time, like my essential oils and gems and things like that. She loves her gems, Rebecca. Love my gems. So Insightful Connections on Facebook, but also your other links, Instagram, et cetera, are in the show notes as they are every week. So people can get in touch with Rebecca that way um, if you would like to do that. So um, Rebecca, we'd like to catch up at the beginning of the show and just have a chat about, you know, what we've been up to. You know, my dog's having a shake in the background, don't mind her. And maybe what we've um, taken out of that particular week, there might be a big takeaway or something like that. So I might kick it off this week and um, I have made a little note in the show notes there, Beck, because I thought that was a really cool little thing um, that you mentioned to me off air. But for me, it was sort of getting ready for um, the holidays. We were planning to do Tasmania in October and uh, we did have to cancel a trip to Rainbow Beach earlier in the year, which was disappointing because Rainbow Beach was only like an hour from our house, like an hour and a half from our house. We had to cancel it because we went into lockdown. 
So we weren't terribly excited about going to Tassie. It was very much up in the air. A lot of other people around us have been cancelling. They were planning to go to Tasmania. A lot of my friends did cancel trips to Tassie and other locations. So we were sort of just really playing it by ear right up until the last day because we were still like getting a few cases here and there in Queensland and were quite concerned. Um, So, you know, that's what we were sort of doing. But we uh, did manage to get away. So I'll talk about probably that a little bit more in the next episode. But you know, I, I just feel like what I was trying to do leading up to that was keep my vibrations high because, you know, my husband was following the COVID cases and this and that. And I was just like, you know, I just don't want to get involved in it. I just want to remain pretty neutral. I'll just see what happens. You know, if it doesn't go ahead, it doesn't go ahead. And, you know, and maybe we can, you know, delay it a year. I don't know. So we managed to do it. And I was really excited about that. But it is a lot about, you know, not having that control anymore and not being able to plan terribly far ahead and just sort of waiting and being a bit spontaneous, which I don't think is a bad thing. So I think that's what I'm sort of taking out of that, you know, that period of my life. And uh, Becca, what's been going on with you? Yeah. Well, I just want to say, Michelle, that, you know, being spontaneous and and just doing things, uh, I I think society on its own has just for so long now, just everything has to be scheduled. We have our Mm -hmm. our holiday at this time of the year and we do this and this is where we go and this is what we do and it's all just routine and and what have you. So I think if anything, um, it's good to be given the opportunity to just be spontaneous and, you know, open up your energy centers a bit more, learn different things, try different things, see different things. So yeah. It's getting out of that old comfort zone, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think a lot of people sort of do that because they do tend to get overwhelmed with tasks and their routines and, Mm -hmm. and, um, and then all of a sudden sort of going, well, you know, what are we doing? Mm. Well, we had that (laughs) when COVID first hit back. I don't know if this is your case as well, um, but we had that when COVID hit is I pretty much had everything mapped out for the entire year when COVID hit. So I knew there were weddings at certain points. There was like milestone birthdays at certain points, you know, big events, people often, you know, date claim and whatever. So, and I had expos lined up, you know, I'd done a lot of expos the year before. So I had a lot of expos lined up for 2020 and everything just went out the window. And I was like, I can't believe, like we used to literally plan our entire year pretty much. And there was events like every weekend, there would be every weekend, Jason and I would have to go to something or other. And then COVID happened and it was literally nothing. There was nothing happening. And now it's like people don't plan that far ahead. They really don't. You know, I've definitely noticed that, you know, I'm not going to as many things as I was before. Yeah, mm. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Or to be last minute, how we're doing this in a couple of weeks. I think it's... Um... Yeah, I totally agree. I, and I just, I just seem to just have it in my mind that it's up until COVID hit, it was like everything else, all the external factors were organising our lives for us, whereas Correct. now we can sort of step back and take that forward. So I think, yeah. you know, it's not such a bad thing. It's not such a bad thing at all. <laughs> not such a bad thing. Anyway, back to you. What's uh, what's been going on with Becca? Oh, well, I was having a chat um, just before I sent a picture to, uh, oh. to you, Michelle, of this beehive, I which might I upload think we that. might actually, yeah, upload it. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Let's stick it um, in there. Absolutely. And, and it was interesting because you sent me um, information. So I've gone out this morning and I'm sitting outside. I'm just looking in the garden and I look up and there's this thing hanging from the tree and I thought, what is that and I'm looking at it from the distance like oh my gosh it's moving it's actually moving what is it so I've gotten a bit closer just to find that it's these bees this this like 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bees um, hanging from a branch in the garden there. And I was just like amazed. I thought, how, what, when did you get here? It's been raining the last two or three days here in Canberra. So it, it just seemed a bit odd that it would be there today. But again, synchronicities, and we're always talking about synchronicities. Yeah. You know, it's, bees are a, they help each other, they, which sort of falls in line with what we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. You know, doing things alone or, or getting some help and, and, you know, working together to get stuff done sometimes just to, to ease some of the burdens on us. But for those of you who are interested, bees as your spirit animal or a spirit totem is a reminder to trust in miracles, which is all very exciting. Mm -hmm. And it's for whose greatest wish is for all living things to coexist in peace and love. And, you know, if you do see a lot of bees or they seem to be coming up as, as signs or signals from the universe for you, you can call them in as your power animal when you are manifesting abundance. So that all sounds very, very exciting. Certainly does. And it's one of the most incredible photos I've ever seen, to be honest. So um, it'd be nice if we could maybe put that up on socials. We might schedule that in as one of our uh, pictures that we put up on socials, Beck, from our show. Or maybe we can just share it straight to our Facebook page. Um, our Facebook page is Living Enlightened. So you can find us on Facebook, just Living Enlightened, Becca and Michelle. So, uh, and all the links are in show notes, as I said before, uh, each week. So the bees are wonderful. Was there anything else that was going on with you back? Anything else you wanted to add? Or? Oh, no, not particularly. It's been um, quite a relaxing week. We've had a couple of stressful, very full-on mm -hmm. everything happening weeks with, with assignments being handed in and school holidays then because uh, we're, of course, still currently still homeschooling children with COVID and lockdowns and I think midnight tonight they're releasing some restrictions and mm -hmm. some. And Beck's in Canberra for the students. listener at home. I am in Canberra. So still homeschooling. Queensland, uh, where I am, is a little bit different. We um, haven't got so many restrictions. We are still wearing masks here and there, but um, yeah, a bit of a different scenario. You guys have been homeschooling for a little while. We have been. So yeah. we've been a little bit busy with the end of term and then the school holidays coming in, and it was just a time to just sort of sit down and, and just shake it all off I guess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. well hopefully we're out of homeschooling soon now back to today's episode so I just thought this would be a good one to look at because I think with people who like us we're strong women and we're you know trying to do everything we're juggling you're juggling families you know dinners meals you know homeschooling all of these things and it's like you know sometimes it is like being a juggler and you're trying to keep all these different balls in the air and, you know, you want to know who is in your corner. And I spoke in the last uh, first episode together about you being kind of my touchstone. You know, you're someone that I go to when I'm sort of feeling a bit like, oh, God, you know, what's going on? And then I just hear your voice and I feel a lot better. And it's like, you know, it's learning to know who is in your corner, your partner, you know, husband or partner. You know, it's that person that sort of has your back and picks you up off the ground and holds your hair back when you're throwing up after a big night out. Um, that was back in the day, wasn't it? Um, but, you know, that's what we're going to be looking at today. So ways in which we can, I guess, use our time more effectively by delegating or maybe just asking for help, putting a hand up. You know, I can't do it on my own. So, you know, for me, I sort of write weekly or daily to-do lists. Usually it's weekly and, uh, and that's how I keep track of what I need to get done. Otherwise, you know, you find that it's sort of stirring around and around in your head like a broken record. It's like, oh, I didn't do that thing. I've got to do that thing and I've got to remind myself of this thing. So I put them down on paper so I don't have to go back and like think about it later. But, you know, sometimes I sort of watch that list grow and, 
you know, I feel a little bit um, anxious, you know, I might get anxiety um, and feel a bit overwhelmed. And I just think, my God, I'm never getting any of this done. So, you know, I did take a couple of days off at the end of uh, my Tassie trip. So I do work Saturdays, but I have taken an uh, Thursday, Friday off, and then I'm working Saturday, then I've got Sunday off, and then I'm back into it Monday. So I just wanted to have a couple of days to kind of get everything done around the house, um, write my to-do list properly, and really schedule a few things in um, so that I can feel productive. Because if I'm not, you know, doing things and ticking them off, I don't feel super productive at the end of the day. And so that's really important for me and, and how I guess I stay on top of things. Beck, have you got anything that you'd like to say here? Yeah, I do. Look, and I understand too. So I used to always and honestly sometimes still do get overwhelmed with so many tasks, you know, that that need to get done. I have four children Mm. and I work. And so, you know, sometimes there's just so much that needs to get done and and do still sometimes get overwhelmed, as I just said before, um, with that that mentality of I'll never get this done. Never. Yep. Stress, stress, stress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I realised that that's actually the cause of why I'm feeling so stressed because of that man- mentality itself. So I try and step myself, you know, sort of step back from that mentality now going, you know, I'm never going to get this done and, and being overwhelmed with those tasks and probably breaking them down, I find helps heaps. Ah, oh, nice one. Yeah. So break down the tasks into almost bite-sized pieces. That's almost a bit off that Abraham page, isn't it? You know how we were doing the segmenting your day off the Abraham page on Facebook. Absolutely. Yes, segmenting your days and and not just your day but every task that you do. So I think um, Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks, what they they actually speak of and and, and, um, I hope I get this right. should get this right mm. <laughs> is um every task you do so if you walk out the door to get into the car to to go somewhere that's actually a new segment and just bringing the joy and and you know the ease of that with you to to be able to to go through that and then you get to your destination and you're about to say for example going to the supermarket mm. um that's the next segment so you know setting your intentions for what it is and breaking it down mm. it's so powerful and i use that a lot because um i found myself and i still do it i find myself sometimes anticipating what i'm going to talk about in a reading or something and it makes me really nervous because i think oh gosh what am i going to say and oh that was a good reading what if i can't do a good reading like that again and you know, <laughs> I mean, i'm like constantly anticipating and especially when you've been on a break because i have I haven't been doing readings. I haven't been connecting to spirit. I haven't really been doing any of that stuff. Um, I still meant, I, you know, I still, um, what's the word, um, meditate and, you know, do all of that stuff. But, you know, actually doing readings and things, I haven't done any uh, in about a week. So, you know, it is a bit nerve wracking. And I think what Becca's talking about is great because you um, get in the moment, you know, it's all about being in the moment. So you're in alignment and you're not just looking ahead all the time because it just paralyzes you. At least you're feeling quite paralyzed. And, um, yeah, scheduling or segmenting your day, I think is awesome. Really, really good tip. Yeah, it is. It is a fantastic tip. And so grateful to, to Esther Abraham Hicks. Yes. <laughs> yes. All the same. Uh, All the same. Jerry, Jerry. Yes, yes. Very, very much. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was just going to say that not only that, but I found going through and segmenting it and breaking it all down, it, it's actually on an etheric level and, and, and a human sort of energy level, it 
doesn't drain you as much. So yep. you're not you're not really drained and, and you, you do, you have a lot more energy. It's like a boost, it's like an energy boost. Truth. That yeah. is truth. Yeah, totally. I still good. drink coffee, but I love my energy boost. Well, there we are. <laughs> Sometimes you got to have an energy drink thrown in there for a bit of uh, good measure. <laughs> yeah, great tip. I really love that. I've, um, as Beck knows, I write down notes while I'm going. So if there's any real good little tips that we come up with, then I put a little note in there. And sometimes I use it on our social media pages. So that's a really great one, segmenting your day. Because a lot of this is about overwhelm. So from time to time, Beck, I, I feel like I sort of push myself to get things done. And you know, often I feel exhausted. And sometimes I just think, my God, I'm so tired. Like, you know, let's say it's seven o'clock at night, I'm really tired. And then I'll stop till midnight, you know, trying to edit or trying to, you know, do something or other because I think, well, I just don't want to do it tomorrow. And then I end up sleeping in, you know, till eight or nine in the morning because I went to bed so late. And then I feel really bad about that. So, you know, I guess my feeling is that either we want to try to tick everything off uh, our list or we just be strong about it and go, and I really do think it takes strength to go, you know what, I just don't feel up to it. I'm going to go and have a nice uh, bath, you know, have a good sleep. <clears throat> and then get up at a reasonable time and start again and maybe do it the next day, you know, because otherwise you just feel really bad. It's like having a hangover sometimes if you stay up later than, you know, what our bodies want us to. So, you know, I'm looking at sort of how I can balance that out a bit better because um, I still do do that. So would it make more sense maybe to go to bed early, get up refreshed uh, and make a fresh start and, um, you know, and maybe that will boost my motivation because sometimes I'm lacking motivation too. I'm like, oh gosh, you know, it's exhausting and I'm in overwhelm and, you know, I'm not asking for help or whatever it is. And then I lose a bit of my mojo, you know? And so I feel like that will also give me that little boost on there because it's all about energy. If we're draining ourselves and burning the candle at both ends, we've got nothing for ourselves, nothing for our family, nothing for our, you know, clients out there as well. And Beck, you know, in your work, you work with um, people in your care, you know, caring role, uh, but also in your healing and uh, reading. Yes. as well you know it's a lot of energy that you're putting out there and I think too um, and just sort of getting back to the card I drew earlier is being the forgiveness card um, a lot of what you're saying there Michelle is you sort of tend to feel a bit resentful towards yourself or a bit angry yeah. or a bit you know um, off key because because you haven't got it done when you wanted to get it done but I think it's also about sort of a bit of forgiveness there and letting yourself know that hey this is okay and I don't have to take on, you know, there are things I don't necessarily need to add to my day, mm. to my week, to my, you know, next couple of months that, you know, taking on all these sort of extra things and then burning the candle at both ends. Mm. Um, so just, you know, sort of taking time and being kind to yourself and, and a bit of forgiveness for yourself um, is, it can be quite powerful and it's amazing how letting go of that 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 shift of energy there can just make way and things start happening they just they just happen and that's how you manifest isn't it that's when you manifest yeah yeah because it's um if there's a lot of energy that you're blocking which is me staying up till midnight getting really exhausted you know low in energy and all of that then you know things get harder you know definitely it's like push, pushing something uphill a lot of the time absolutely yeah. Did you have anything else to add there, Beck? Yeah, no, I just wanted to just sort of reiterate that, you know, mm. just be kind to yourself and, and I'm, you know, I'm guilty of it too. I will go, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this and this, 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 and then I'll be like, oh, what have I done? I have not that many hours in the day. That's it. 
so yeah so just taking the time and just sort of assessing it and like we were saying at the, the start of the thing don't let things control you don't let the outside perspectives control your schedule and, and what you're doing just sort of take charge of it so good yeah Such wisdom love 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 and it's also about asking for help i mean you know you're homeschooling and doing a lot of stuff as well so you know i guess it's reaching out and that can take a lot of courage as i said before to do that but you know for me i guess i let my friends a lot of the time it's my friends maybe my partner as well my husband you know to keep us accountable um sometimes my clients you know i might post something if i'm really wanting to do something like if it's my book or oracle cards or something like that I'll post it publicly because then it's like the public can keep me accountable. So if it's on my page, people are then like, oh, Michelle, when's your book coming out? Or when's this thing, you know, that you're doing? When I was doing circles, that kept me accountable because it was like I did a circle every Thursday. It's very Thursday here at my house. So that kept me accountable. You know, people are like, great, what's happening next week? What's happening next week? You know what I mean? So, you know, that kept me accountable as well. And it was a lot, you know, I was struggling full-time work then as a journalist and running circles on a Thursday evening. And then when I was made redundant, you know, I guess I started up mentorship and had groups and things like that going so all of that you know I think the groups especially Beck and I think you'll agree with this is it really keeps us accountable you know we all talk to each other we're all like hey you know how's that project going so on and so forth so I think it is a lot about um, accountability but also we can't do it alone like we're not when, when a creatures that aren't built to be solo you know we need our friends we need our tribe and so you know finding your tribe is super important you know you're part of my tribe absolutely so it's like, you know, having all of those people who are in your tribe who you don't have to explain yourself to, you can just talk to and they get it. It's awesome. You know, it just makes it so much easier. So having that out there publicly, um, either, you know, business page up there public or within a mentorship group, which is, you know, a little online chat or within a spiritual group of some description. It just allows you to keep um, yourself accountable, but also to ask for help. Maybe there's someone on here has, you know, some advice that is helpful for whatever you're trying to do. So sometimes I might post on my page or on, you know, one of the spiritual group pages, hey guys, I need help with this thing. Um, has anyone done this before? It might be um, the cards or a book or whatever, you know, some sort of project. So I'll ask for advice. I'm not an expert on everything. So, you know, I think that's another good way to take a little bit of, um, you know, work off yourself as opposed to me just going out and researching it, you know, ask for someone, ask someone who's done it before, you know, has anyone done this before? Can you give me a hand? Put your goals out there as well so that, you know, it is making it real. You know, when you're manifesting something, it is about talking about it, telling everyone, hey, this is what I'm doing, physically saying it, you know, that's the seven, what is it? The seven secrets or secrets or, you know, secret. Yeah, the secret. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. That's, what I'm, that's what it's called, isn't it? The secret. Beck's laughing at me. I don't, I don't know. The seven secrets? Secret? No, it's a Only secret. Only seven sure. secrets? Yeah, I don't think it's seven. I think it's a secret. Um, this is yeah, a secret. It is a secret. Okay, good. Um, I'll put that into the show notes. I don't know why it came out as a seven secrets, but seven's an auspicious number. It's a great number. So the secret, you know, that's what it's all about is putting it out there physically uh, by verbalizing it and then you make it happen. It's all about manifesting. So it's using your skills, but also those of the people around you um, to help you, you know, get everything together and get it out there and achieve your goals and tick them off. That's right. And it's, it's all about strength too. So um, strength in numbers also, yeah. and, you know, many hands make light work, that sort of thing. But also I think the strength part of it for me comes from just because you have to ask for help or you, you're asking, putting it out there to, for help, it doesn't mean that you know, it, it loosens or weakens your strength. Yeah. Um, it actually is 
quite the opposite where you know it it brings you confidence and and strength comes from many sources so um it's replenishing mm -hmm. yep yeah. chopping up your cup replenishing absolutely absolutely um I'm just adding the secret into show notes as I'm speaking. Uh, so, Beck, we uh, was there anything else you wanted to say there, love? Before I get into tools to improve your life, I just I just want to. Say, <laughs> it's just in, in my head, so I have to say it because it's yeah. in my head. Um, but sometimes, sometimes on the flip side of that, asking for for help is not necessarily a a good thing while it's giving strength to someone else I know with my children sometimes I'll ask them to do the dishes or something like oh, that yes. and and then I'll have to sort of come back afterwards and go over it again and and what have you but I mean uh, the flip side of that still is that you know while it's not necessarily a helpful thing for you all the time they do do a great job a lot of the time um, but then you have to go back and maybe just go over it again, like the dishes, my, my nine-year-old daughter perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also then if you sort of stand back instead of going, well, you know, this is an inconvenience. I should have just done this in myself in the first place. It's, it's actually building strength and, and um, you know, replenishing their souls as well. Yeah. I think it's because teaching. It gives them that, yeah. It it's gives teaching them, them something, isn't it? Yeah. yeah to stand yeah, up mum's asked mum's asked for help and and i can help out with this and you know in the future they see that somebody needs help there might be some little thing that they can do yeah they might step up yeah Maybe. that's excellent really really good example so tools to improve your life this week beck is brought to you by my business michelle r price Light worker so that's where you'll find me on facebook i'm michelle r price and most other social media pages instagram and all of that uh, but my biggest tip is, um, oh, no, my biggest tip, what am I saying? I'm reading out the show notes and I'm not concentrating. <laughs> Michelle, I price a light worker. I'm a medium, so I'm a psychic medium. I do connect past over loved ones. I do oracle card readings and, uh, and generally do mediumship with that. I'm a Reiki master, so I teach Reiki uh, on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia, because we broadcast around the world here. Um, I'm also a pranic energy healer, so I do a lot of healings. I do a beautiful reading healing combo, which is being taken up by a lot of people at the moment. I am fully booked still and even after going on holidays, which is great. So um, manifesting is working. Michelle, I prize the light worker on Facebook if you want to get in touch. So Beck, my biggest tip is to kind of start small. So, you know, I, and this is actually tying in very well with what you were just talking about. I need to start asking for help, you know, maybe making dinner washing up, doing the laundry and kind of branching out from there. So even when I'm talking to people about, you know, manifesting or, you know, asking for what you want, it's like start with the car park, you know, talk to the parking fairy or parking angel, whatever you want to call it. And it's like, Love hey, can I get a car park and waiting for it too? Yes, they, they are amazing. Uh, give them a bit of notice. So a lot of people rock up and, you know, five seconds. Oh, I want a car park. You know, five seconds isn't a lot of notice. So try to give them 20 minutes to 30 minutes notice. But Start with that sort of stuff. So, you know, asking for a car park, but this is, you know, literally asking for, you know, guys, can you get a hand with dinner? You know, do you want to make your bed, um, clean your room, whatever it is. So it's kind of tying in with what Beck was talking about, which is funny because we wrote these uh, notes separately and then we branch out from there. So maybe then we go on to bigger things, you know, um, can I get a hand or can I run my to-do list by you? What do you think about it? You know, um, what about my priorities, you know, uh, goals? Uh, I'm running them by different people too. 
So we could branch out to maybe colleagues um, or subordinates. You know, we work for ourselves. Beck does do the caring role as well, but, you know, I um, totally work for myself now. So it will be not so much colleagues or subordinates, but maybe my tribe, you know, the mentorship group. I might reach out to those guys. Um, what do you think about this idea or that idea? And it is a little bit about being bon- vulnerable, you know, because especially in a role that I'm playing where I'm teaching and doing all that stuff as well. Um, a lot of the time people sort of look to me for all the guidance and all the information, but there might be people like I've got a client who's an astrologer and she's amazing. So I get advice from her. I'm like, what's going on with the planets at the moment, you know, do, do, do. And she's great. You know, she'll give me, give me the lowdown, just fantastic. So, you know, there are people that I teach who are very gifted, you know, in their own right. And so I might reach out to one of them because they might know more about a particular subject matter than I do. So it's about letting go of control. You know, I really think that's what it is, it is about here. Um, Beck, did you have anything you wanted to add there, tools to improve? I think I think another good tip is just to sort of block out some time, so that you you know you're not necessarily going from the one thing straight to the other, straight to the oh next yeah, go or on. even yeah. doing starting something and then only. I think <laughs> we've all got that 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 uh, we've all had that. Uh, account happen where you've you've gone to put the folded towels away in the cupboard and gone well I'm just going to move this around and, and well hang on a second I have to go get this and then you go to that drawer to get something and then you realize that you want to tidy out that drawer all of a sudden so you've started yes. with your cupboard and then you've started with your drawer and then you sort of move on but I think if you just sort of make time throughout the day as well or even through the week just so that you're not burning out you just take that time for yourself or that time just for focus work block your distractions and your your interruptions if you're able to do that I think that's um or if you need to just delay that delay Mm -hmm. it do you really need to clean that drawer out right then or can you just grab the pen you need to go back and finish what you were doing I love this Beck because (laughs) Beck's actually speaking from experience because she's been doing this around her house so I know that I know that she's speaking from experience here she talks about this so yeah that's literally what you're doing at the moment isn't it you were messaged me yeah Yeah. I have I've, I've been sorting out I've I've um, been sorting out a lot of things, a lot of things. It's been good. Spring cleaning is real. I, I'd like to call it energy clearing, cleaning, energy cleaning now or energy ah. clearing because you know you sort of get in behind everything. That's that's my new way of looking at it. And I, I think love that's that. Why I was so keen and eager to do it. It was just like you know what. It's not spring cleaning because we're here in Canberra. It's raining. It's cold. We've still got the it's heater not on spring. at night. Yeah, it's not spring. No, um, but we do have the. Um, yeah, I just thought you know there's, there's that space is just stagnant. I'm just going to get in there and clean the energy, and I'm just looking at now from that sort of perspective where it's all energy clearing. Energy clearing. I love that. I actually did that when I got home because um you know when you leave your house and we do have house sitters and stuff, but. You know, you leave the house for a week and you come back and you're like, oh, God, oh, geez. And so I was in my uh, front room, the healing room that I work from, and I was like cleaning all my crystals and I'm like wiping everything down with eucalyptus and, yeah, just really, um, really getting into it. So you really notice it when you come back, I think, from being away. Because that that was that heavy, rushed energy that you yes. left behind before you went and then you getting came out. back from the holiday. Yep. Yeah. And you're back in yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, It doesn't go absolutely. anywhere. Um, amazing. So I just had a couple of recommendations here, Beck, and, and feel free to add anything um, in a bit of inspo. Um, I often say to people who, you know, come to me, um, sometimes people come in and they're just, you know, you just know they're yes people, you know, they're trying to people please. It's like, yes, yes, yes. I'll do everything you want me to do. And they're often complaining about the other people in their life. And they're like, oh, well, you know, I said no once and then they hated me. And it's like, well, that's okay. 
that's all right because that person probably needed to hear no. You know what I mean? And a lot of the time it's people's kids because they were raised yeah. with yes, 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 yes. And then all of a sudden as an adult, you're going, no, it's got to stop here when they're asking for money or asking for whatever they're trying to ask for. And then they're like, well, I'm not going to talk to you again. And off they go. And the parent, the grandparent yeah. or the parent is disappointed and devastated. But at some point that child had to hear no, you know, better probably when they're 12 or 11, you know, as opposed to an adult, because that's what often or happens. Or even younger. They, yeah, take off. Well, exactly, exactly. But you know what they, I mean? Before they get they over it. leave home of their own volition. Um, but, you know, some kids, um, as you know, when they grow up, mum says, no, we're out of here. I'm not going to see you again. See you later. So that can be really heartbreaking, but it's like you can't. And this is what I say to a lot of them. When you try to please everyone, you please no one. And that is the truth. And I used to be that person where I was like saying yes to everything, but then I'd be late for different events and engagements and I'd miss things and I'd forget about things because I was just trying to do it all. You know, I'm trying to keep everyone happy. And I really believe that when you try to please everyone, you please no one. So what that means is if, you know, you're saying yes to everything, you're agreeing to everything and you end up doing things out of obligation. You don't really want to do it, you know, and that's not fun. It's not fun for you. It's not fun for the other person. You know, you do end up missing out on things and you have to figure out your priorities. It's just, you've got to focus on that thing first, you know, whatever is at the top of your list, that's what you're focusing on. And everything else really goes to the wayside. Like, yes, we're talking about reaching out to other people and yes, I help people. And yes, I volunteered for many years and different capacities with homeless people and all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, giving back, I've done a lot of that, you know, especially with animals and all of that too. But if you spread yourself too thinly, then you're not going to get any of these things done for yourself and you're just going to be doing everything for everyone else. And that's not, that's not enjoyable. It's not an enjoy, enjoyable experience. Absolutely. I just wanted to, to just add in there, Michelle, yeah. that, you know, sometimes when you, and there are people that you have to set boundaries with and say no to, and, you know, they will eventually get over it. It's not yeah. like they're going to hold a grudge for you for the rest of your life. And and if that was to happen, well, is that really the you know the the type of people you want around you bringing no. bringing your energy down? But then you know even with children, they they will get over it. They will actually probably respect you a bit more in the long run for being able to teach them the different values and the the, the value of the word no and the value of of what you can and cannot do and what they should be doing for themselves. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. And, and that's true. And even, you know, they may never speak to you again, that may be the case, but whatever that lesson was, there's a lesson there, you know, they had to hear no. And, you know, unfortunately you're the person to deliver that no to them, but ideally it does start a lot younger um, than, you know, someone in their twenties or thirties, that's for sure. Um, the first the time sun's going to come up again. Well, that's it. Um, and you're always going to get no's out in the workforce. You know, I always feel like, you know, kids, when they grow up, they're going to get a no somewhere, you know, if it's going for an acting role, you know, going for an audition or something like that, they're going to start to get no's and they're going to handle it very well. So it's really important um, to hear that. So one example I was just going to say as well was that if I'm uh, doing too much, you know, I often get people sort of reach out and say, Michelle, can I get a hand with this? I need information about this thing. I've got a missing cat or a missing person or a missing something. Um, and I need help. So what I've started to do is I've got that little mentorship group that I mentioned before, my little tribe. And so I'll post some of those cases into the group. So the group can tune in and try and get their own info about it. So I find that that's actually really helpful, not only for me, because it takes a few things off my list, because these people aren't people who are necessarily going to pay for anything. They're not booking for a reading, but you know, they need a bit of info. And um, if I feel like they're genuine and they deserve it and you know, all of that stuff, then I'll just put it into the group. Hey guys, what do you think about this? 
and it's good practice, you know, and then they can also, um, the people who look at it can also compare whatever they got, you know, with other people and that can be really good validation for them as well. So I, I find that that's what I've started to do. Um, and then that person who's looking for something gets what they need. Um, you guys get a bit of practice and I think that's a great thing. Um, so I was actually started doing that to take a bit off my plate. Um, so I'm not trying to do it all myself. Um, Becca, did you have anything to add to that? No. Uh, well, what I will just add is um, just one of my tips, one of my personal tips yeah, that I've been falling back on quite a bit is just to sort of sit back and quiet my mind because I find that I've got a lot when you're so busy and you, you're, you know, have taken on so much or, or what have you because as I said before it still does happen from time to time you get your peaks and you get your your spurts but if I just sort of stand back and also just quiet my mind and just absorb what it is I'm actually doing at that moment again being present um, but quieting your mind just it just makes it so much more easier to manage as well presence. instead of doing the task itself but then having all this sort of mind chatter about everything else that needs to be done yeah so sure. yeah yeah that's a great one um it's all about presence i feel um great tips beck thank you so much that was great second episode done tick it off the list love how exciting tick it off um before so, we finish up though we should oh sorry uh it's just going to say that coming up on the next podcast, oh, yes. but if you want to... No, no, that's what I was going to do. Go for your life. Oh, okay. So coming up on the next podcast is Supporting Little Leaders. We'll be looking at how best we can support the next generation of young people. And we will be talking about starseeds and children of the light in this episode. Yeah, it's going to be very woo-woo, but uh, that's what Ooh. Becca and I are all about. And um, as I said to Becca off air, you know, Becca's a mother of four, so she's got a bit of knowledge around the uh, little people who are coming through, um, which is really cool. So we'll be looking at uh, those young guys and there's some really exciting things, I think, real exciting uh, little people that I'm certainly meeting in my work and um, Becca has in her household too. Um, some of the, you know, next leaders, you know, we're looking at some leaders here. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, but Becca, that has been the Living Enlightened Podcast, episode two. Well done, just like that. Very exciting. Um, so just if you like loved that. what you heard, um, then, you know, please tell your mates. I have put out a lot of invites on Facebook because this is pretty new. So I have sent out a lot of invites. But if you liked what you heard, uh, recommend us, you know, um, recommend some suggestions. Maybe you can contact us through Facebook or our email, uh, livingenlightened33 at gmail.com. So we actually just created that about five minutes ago before the show. Uh, so if you want to email us or get it the other way, um, then you can do that that way as well. And um, um, listening obviously on whichever podcasting app you use and becca i will talk to you next week fantastic have a lovely week Thanks. bye everyone bye.